0: This is a headgum podcast. In eighty six, Anne Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time the baby club, club. Tanner Jack. Hello. Hi hey. don't come at me with that energy. You were what just energy? A, you just, just before we started recording, you accused me of being a, and I'll quote, glum plum. <laughs> you were being a glum plum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was before we were recording. Then I put on my radio voice. I was bringing I said, a cool. I said, Tanner, I was hello. bringing a cool energy. No, that's not hey. what it sounded like. You hey. Said, hey. No, you hey. said, hi. Hey. Hi. What's up? What's up? It's um, me, Cool we, Tanner. Cool Tanner. Cool thank Tanner? You. Yes, thank you. We read a book today. Mm-hmm. I read a book. Yeah, it was by none other than Annabelle Matthews Martin.
1: Yeah, and she had help.
0: Yeah, her from her, she, from her a cabal. best friend. Yeah, uh, Noah Thacker.
1: I ain't no Noah Thacker girl.
0: Um, I'm. Ooh, oh, oh, something's okay? happening, Jack. Yeah, Jack.
1: Oh, Jack, are you okay? Jack.
0: Okay, can I describe my symptoms? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna got... let me pull up WebMD. Okay. I've got this like uh, tingling sensation throughout tingling, my body. Throughout body. Okay. The whole body is tingling. Whole body tingles. Right now. Okay. Like my teeth, I can feel my teeth in my mouth. It's hypersensitive teeth. Okay. Um, I c- kind of feel like I can, this is weird to describe, but I feel like I can see through time itself. Okay. Temporal sight. Um And. I'm just really compelled by the prose of this book that we just read. Like, I can see it in like in vivid, multicolor. Uh huh. Okay. What is
1: what is WebMD saying? <sighs> Jack, I have bad news for you. What is it? Diarrhea. <laughs> okay. That's what well, it says here. Yeah. It says, Jack has a poopy butt. Okay. That's what all, all right. those symptoms described.
0: Okay. Well, we'll cut that out, huh? <laughs>
1: Oh, it says something else here too. What is it? You may be having a Thack attack.
0: Oh, that's exactly what it is. Oh, that makes so much sense. And is diarrhea. Thack attacker. Well, here's the thing. A, I know this from having had thack attacks coming. in the past. Uh, diarrhea is a symptom of a thack attack as well. Can be, yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely can be. Yeah, I didn't describe that one, but... Yeah. So, definitely a thack attack. Yeah. You want to know why? Because Nola Thacker hit another Nolan one this week, Tara. God, I hope Nola Thacker actually wrote
1: this book. No, she did. Okay, thank God. Whew. <laughs> I was kind of flying. I was guessing a little bit.
0: <laughs> no, sort of remembered, but... Nola writes most of the Abbey books. Does she? That's the tell. <clears throat> that's the tell. She's f- funny. That's because she's funny. She's also um, deeply uh, in touch with the the title character of this novel, who is brassy? not Abby. Is "brassy" okay to say, or is that problematic now? Abby's
1: kind of brassy. Brassy.
0: Yeah. Is b- that is that a bad thing to say now? Uh, it's tough. I've never heard it said uh, in any context. So, brassy. Yep. Yeah.
1: It feels like a very like nineteen fifties thing. Like they would say, "Ah, there's a real brassy broad there."
0: It's like it's like a combination of bratty and assy.
1: Um, tastelessly showy or loud in appearance or manner. Brash, resembling brass in color. Okay, so <laughs> tough to say. <laughs> Should we introduce a show, Tanner? Sounding like a brass musical instrument, harsh and loud. Okay, that's kind of Abby-ish. That's it's that's that's a little. That's a mean way of saying what Abby is, which is like outspoken, opinionated, vocal. Baby Nation, vocal. We, were,
0: we were hard on Abby last Abby book. We were pretty hard on her. Um, and I think that that was somewhat unwarranted. Um, I She was going through a really difficult time last yeah. time. Yeah. This time, she was fine. I There is something that I was thinking about in the context of these novels related to Abby that really stuck in my craw a little bit this week. Yeah. Abby doesn't have a best friend in the BSC. Huh. You're right. In the past, they've dealt with the fact that when there were even numbers, it was fine. When it was four, it was Christy and Marianne and Claudia and Stacey. And that was fine. And that dynamic worked. Once they get Dawn in and they get their first odd numbered grouping, that's still fine because the way they do it is that they have Dawn and Marianne. Marianne is the, the the fulcrum of that, where Marianne yeah. is best friends with Christy and with Dawn.
1: Right. And then um, and then Dawn becomes a sister, so it's more like right.
0: yeah. Marianne and Dawn are sisters and yeah. Christy and, and Marianne are best friends. And then you get Jesse and Mallory and they come as a best friend duo. Right. But Abby is the first BSC member who doesn't really have a friend. Now it's Stacy and Claudia, Christy and Marianne. Jesse and Mallory and Abby's just like what is Abby? Who's her friend? Who does she call when the shit hits the fan? She did call someone this week. Who did she call? I think she called Mal. She got she... Mal's help with her
1: presentation. But a
0: lot. it just there's something that doesn't quite work with it. Like she gets Mal's help and she gets Christy's help, but she has this kind of contentious relationship with Christy. They yeah, don't they don't seem to like like one another. each other. I don't think they like each other.
1: She said in the chapter two this week, like ah, oh, Christy and I like don't always see eye to eye, but it's both just because we're both stubborn. Yeah. But it's like no, you guys
0: like fucking hate one another. You, they 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 don't like one another. Um uh, but anyway, that just kind of stuck with me a little bit. Anna, I suppose. Yeah, but Anna's Anna Anna turned down the call, the call to I action, know. the I hero's know. call. She yeah. said, "No, I don't I don't have any interest in this.
1: I don't know if I'd want to be Abby's best friend. She she gets on my nerves a little bit." She's to be honest. Funny. She's funny, but like not very she's a her personality is i'm funny but like she's not actually very good at telling jokes and she does this thing and she did it again this week jack where she like she kind of flies by the seat of her pants in a really anxious anxiety inducing way yeah you know what i mean like she's always like she never has a plan for anything she just kind of goes in
0: yeah oh my god yeah her fucking project this week (laughs) you know what else the first time she's done that yeah, no, she's done that a lot. Um, And then this fucking mistake. She flies by the seat of her pants with her jokes as well. Listen to this one. Mrs. Bernhardt didn't quite know what to do when I suggested that since Philadelphia was the city of brotherly love, we ought to have a city named Phila Sororia for the city of sisterly love. That's great. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's a hybridism. Because ph- Philo
1: is Greek. Yeah. And Adelphos. Sorora is...
0: Latin, Latin, right. That's your issue. Yeah. So the joke would actually be if you wanted to do it with with both Greek roots, is instead of Philadelphia, <laughs> it would be Philadelphia. <laughs> See, I bet, I bet Nola and Anne
1: wrote that, and they're yeah. like, "I don't get it. It's the same word."
0: <laughs> well, no, it has an Ada instead of yeah. like an omicron. Yeah. <laughs> that, I just think the joke works a lot better if you do it not as a hybridism, but with both Greek roots. Tony, I have. Uh, yeah no it's it was a it was a good joke but a bad bad
1: execution b- bad language parsing yeah I uh, have um jack this weekend <laughs> <laughs> boom 20. 20.
0: great <laughs> can't wait to hear it and uh, this one actually made me laugh is there any possible way that I could introduce a show before no. you say it nope okay no
1: you did your Abby's tight 20. I'm going to do mine. Okay, fine. Yours is like Abby's bad 20, though.
0: Yeah, a- Abby's uh, loose. Abby's like she's working it out in yeah. front of a crowd. Doesn't make this special. They're leaving,
1: Christy said. Who? The sexists? The racists? <laughs> the politicians? I asked. <laughs> the Addisons, she exclaimed, giving me a look. The Addisons, I repeated stupidly. Sean and Corey, she said, and their parents too, of course. Whoa, why? Mrs. Addison got a major job offer in Seattle. Christy paused and added, Washington. I know where Seattle is, I said. It's all the way across the country. Wow, this is going to make babysitting for them extremely time-consuming. Mm. I mean, good. think of that commute.
0: <laughs> Christy doesn't get it. No, she doesn't get it. I got it. I liked it. I loved it. And like a liked- good joke. It starts off with some pretty edgy political humor. Yeah. Christy's like, that, I, this is the thing about Abby. And, like, he, you know, some people like this kind of thing, some people don't. She's always on. Yeah. Like, you're just trying to convey some information. You're like, hey, Abby, they're leaving. And she's like, who? The racists? Yeah. The politicians who are <laughs> messing up Washington? Ooh, Obama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, Abby. But, um. He abandoned this country a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Political humor. Yeah. But she ties it up with that neat little, uh, how are we gonna babysit out in Washington? Uh, on a plane? Yeah. That's good. Uh, Solid. That's like an eight-hour flight. Yeah. Very, very good. <laughs> hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitters Club. 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 I'm your host, Jack Shepard.
1: I I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to wait, figure out a way that I can
0: kinda thread this tandem a little bit. This has been road tested. And perfected and made foolproof. This what did you intro. say? What did you say? So there's no way of wiggling out of it. What I did you am say? your host, Jack Shepard. My name a Tana Green Ring. Mm-hmm. That wasn't great. You didn't like that, did you? I didn't love it, but it's fine. You can say whatever you want. It's just an open box. Fill out the form however you want to. Okay, I chose Borat impression. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, it's like earlier today when we were testing out a podcasting platform and I put my name in as Jack and you put your name in as Wormbutt, (laughs) but you can do that. You know, it's parallel construction. It works. That's my name. That's your name that you've chosen. Yeah. My name is Jack Shepard. And every week we talk about a different book by The Hand That Shakes, The Princess of the Prince of Towns, St. Annabelle Matthews Martin, Stormborn Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks, and Bane to Bat, she is the first of her name, the last of her kind, and the last hope for humankind this week, Baby Nation, unless it is not obvious already. We are talking about an Abbey book, and that Abbey book is entitled, Abbey and the Best Kid Ever. Tanner, did you do your homework and listen to or reread the material surrounding the squeak to this book the christy prequel? well i say it's a squeak which is a technical term that means um, a, a novel that has symbolic or other resonance uh with the text in question um
1: i didn't but i have both recorded listened to and read the text read about recorded about listened to a recording of about and read about the that was difficult to text hear. in question before yeah
0: it was it was difficult to to parse yeah yeah i'm not for I, me i'm just gonna assume that what you said made like if someone did it like a grammar diagram i don't think it did it's gonna come out <laughs> <laughs> but uh i've read the i've read the
1: text that you're referencing this book I is assume. a
0: spiritual sequel or squequel to the novel christy and the worst kid ever
1: well, I think it's more than that too. I yeah. think it's this. This I think there's two texts in question here. Yeah. This has this has some echoes, some resonance. You know. Yes. And I think there's uh there's another book BSC number seventy three, Marianne and Miss Perez.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I comes think through you're here right. too. Yeah, you're ex- you're That's absolutely right. the one about right.
1: Jenny Prezioso, where she's afraid to get dirty and she wants to be like a very good and proper girl. Right. And she wears like doll clothing.
0: Well, a lot of these, this is a common theme in these books, and I wonder if it's Anne who's doing this. That these these children are so afraid of getting sent away, of getting rejected. Well, yeah. I mean, Anne, Anne confirms it in the happy reading section. Yeah.
1: Did you read that? Yeah, I sure did. It set off a bunch of alarm bells for me. There are... There are some other newer characters my editors and I like a lot. So far, they've only appeared once, but we hope someday to bring them back. One of them is Amy Porter, Don's cousin from 87, Stacy and the Bad Girls. Mara, Kyle, and Brenda from Stacy and the Mystery at the Mall might also show up again. Unfortunately, we won't see Corey and Sean Addison again, since they are moving out of Stony Brook. Sometimes it's sad to see a character go, but it's great to meet new ones.
0: Happy reading. Happy reading. You know who else moved out of Stony Brook? Anne? Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Stacy. As- you know who else moved out of Stony Brook? Anne? Lou, who you just brought back in this book and talked about how you were excited to bring her back. So what yeah. is it about Sean Addison that has displeased you so much? He that, is a naughty unfortunately, boy. Unfortunately, we won't be... Yeah, well, he's the he's the fire starter. He is the fire starter, right? Yeah. Do you want to sing the-, the rest of that Prodigy song? Uh i
1: don't actually know the word so i just said four random syllables
0: yeah i'm the fire starter That's is all that I the know. same song yeah no i don't think so smack my no. up was that them yeah that is and you can't say it oh smack my i
1: don't know what's a what's a nice mom up no friend <laughs> friend up um what a bad band <laughs>
0: I don't want to talk about Prodigy with you.
1: What a bad band p- and a bad period in time for music.
0: Okay. Yes. Fine. I want to talk about Sean Addison. What is it about him? Sure, yes, he starts fires. Yeah. But it's terrifying and weird that Anne has that he has like incurred Anne's great displeasure. This is like a troubled kid and she's decided well, that oh we can never fire, see him. Again. Fire is the
1: great cleanser in Stony Brook.
0: That's a good point.
1: That's a good. Anne point. is is trying very hard to make sure these girls don't get access to fire because she's, if they get access to fire, they can they can burn
0: the whole thing down from the inside out. Yeah, she's seen what's coming. Um, and and she's like, we're entering the home stretch. Nola is just doing like following her muse, and Anne yeah. is looking at this and she's like, oh shit, wait a second, this whole thing is going to end in fire. Anne has seen it, and yeah. she's like, we got to send Sean away. Here's a scene. Listen to this fucking scene that I read in this book, Tanner, from the totemic prophetic drawing that Sean's sister, Corey, draws. do you catch this? Uh Uh-uh. What's that, Claudia asked, after they'd been working a few minutes. Corey gave Claudia a sly glance. It's Stony Brook Elementary School, she said, and that little tiny building near it is Stony Brook Middle School. Claudia had to laugh. For once, the elementary school was bigger than the middle school. Next, Claudia drew a letter carrier, handing out mail. Corey added a dog barking at the letter carrier. Then cory drew a picture of a house on fire that happened to my best friend in kindergarten she explained but everything turned out okay then cory drew a tiny figure holding a paintbrush standing outside her house who's that asked claudia (laughs) you said cory she studied claudia for a moment and said could i cut off a
1: tiny piece of your hair (laughs) that was so creepy and then claudia lets her
0: claudia lets her and then she takes the hair and puts it on the hair of the person this like totemic like essentially sealing claudia's soul into this girl standing in front of a house on fire which is what we know happens to these girls and then anna's like in the happy reading like she reads it over she's like the damage is done but she's like um i'm sending the addisons away and they're never fucking coming back
1: i wonder if this thing that that cory and claudia were were drawing was like uh prophecy of some sort
0: it almost certainly was it's a prophecy i'm not sure if it's like if it's sealing their fate or if Corey and sean the fire start the fire starter we know that sean uh in a baby both, club mystery has set fires in the past they're both fire touched
1: clearly they're, oh they're both sean clearly starts them Corey had this run-in with this friend of hers when she was younger yeah they're fire touched and Anne can't have fire touched kids in stony brook
0: Yeah, no, certainly not. But it's too fucking late. She's already set this in motion. And as I imagine that we will discuss uh, after we have described these novels, we're in the dark timeline now, baby.
1: Yeah, we're in the dark timeline
0: now, baby. Who's the baby here? Were you talking to me when you said that? I think it was you. Okay.
1: Is that? We're in the dark timeline now, baby. Well, it's weird when you say it back to me. Baby,
0: come on. No, no, okay, now it's... (laughs) Okay. I think it's, okay, I think it was you. I'm just trying to, like, I'm trying to be honest and transparent here. It just yeah. came out. I said, we're in the dark timeline now, baby. And in my enthusiasm, I said, baby. And I think that was we're cool because- We're the dark timeline it... now, honey. Yeah. And I think it do was you, wanna, you. Do you want to do your recap, honey? Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, it felt cool in the moment, but I, I don't think that this is a precedent for us calling each other pet names. That's oh. what I'm saying. Oh. Okay. okay? All right, so I'm going to yeah. maybe- Describe this novel? New pet names. Yeah, new pet names. Because we do. Yeah. (laughs) Routinely.
1: Yeah. Off mic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't you call me your sweet boy?
1: (laughs) I often call you my sweet boy. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's my one pet name for you. And I
0: call you Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. when I
1: slack you, I say
0: my sweet boy. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, good. Okay. Well, I just didn't want to set a precedent, but what I am going to do is I'm I am going to describe this novel now, Tanner, um, and then I'm going to throw 60 seconds on this big bad clock that I happen to have handy, and uh, we'll have you describe the old novel. Okay. All right, I'm going to begin. Fine. Good. Thank you. I'm going to sit back.
1: Great. Just enjoy the ride. Excellent. I'm going to kick off my shoes. <laughs> Get comfortable.
0: Uh, okay. Great. Yeah, settle back. This is this is a, a good one. This is going to be very entertaining for you.
1: Yep. Okay. Let my gut hang out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep, that looks great. So I'm going to fill up on your sweet words here. Good, good. It's like a buffet. I'm going to begin describing
0: this novel right now. Mm, Seconds, please. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Addison has set his last fire, and he's moving out of town for good. But the fine citizens of Stony Brook can't breathe easy just yet, because trouble's on the horizon in the form of Lou McNally, a.k.a. The Orphan. A.K.A. the Cat Catcher A.K.A. the Worst Kid Ever But when Abby Stevenson and the rest of the Seven Sitters prepare to face their old arch nemesis They find her docile and reformed Nothing like the unholy terror that was unleashed on Stony Brook the last time they clashed Can Abby and the Seven finally rest easy with the fire starter out of the way And the Worst Kid Ever unexpectedly suing for peace? Or is all not as it seems? Abby and the best kid ever. Oh my gosh, liked it. I noticed you were sitting in rapt attention.
1: I uh, loved it. It was I gorged myself on your words.
0: Okay, you're, I liked you're... all the s- stuff you said about the book. Good, thank you. You said you know how sometimes when you like eat like a really big like. Chipotle burrito and then you feel tired for the rest of the day yeah that's kind of what I'm the vibe I'm getting from you yeah
1: that's me right now
0: Oof. Yeah. I gotta go lay down yeah the, lost a lot of it, the enthusiasm you had before I started yeah um what about you describe the book might never get it back okay <laughs> that enthusiasm great a lust that put smile there you go there's a smile but a smile speak through the smile speak through the smile let the listeners hear that you're smiling as you're talking. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Not grimacing, smiling. <laughs> you can hear the smile in my voice, right? Hello. There okay. we go. <laughs> okay, that's weird. Um, why don't you describe this novel? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna put sixty seconds on this big bad clock that I happen to have handy. During okay. those sixty seconds, I'd like for you to describe every single thing that happens in this text. Are you ready? Okay. All right, I'd like for you to begin now. Oof.
1: Good question. Addison's leave are leaving Stony Brook, Sean and Corey and their parents and there's some new kids moving in that but do we know anything about them yet very little they're they're called the nickel nickles nick nickles Nichols, nickles let's not get hung up on the names they um their parent their dad seems pretty strict abby has a school project that she needs to do where she Does a Black History Month presentation and she can't come up with anything good and she scrambles and has the kids do all the work for her and then eventually figures out what she's going to do. She makes a 60-minute style documentary about the Underground Railroad in Stony Brook and she gets an A and then Lou McNally is back and now she's a proper girl because she's afraid of being sent away from her new parents. And
0: time. You spent exactly, and I timed it five seconds on the character Lou McNally. Who Do you is want to know what though titular like, character of this novel? The best it takes ever.
1: a long time for me to jog my memory. Is what mm. I'm realizing. Like all getting hung up on all the names and stuff. That's like me shaking bits of this book loose from my brain. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I remember. Here's what I remember. The thing about the Addisons, because we just talked about that. Yeah. And then I was like, what else? Oh, she does like a. A presentation and i was like what else was there anything else and then i remember the title of the book and i was like oh shit
0: lou mcnally's in this one lou mcnally's in this one she's back she was the troubled child who was first featured in the novel christy and the worst kid ever what what's happening is there a ghost something in your room? yeah
1: something moved behind me okay baby nation right here see this something moved
0: here in my video okay so Tanner's pointing at something that's behind him He's, he's got an open closet Here's what I, Oh wait for me or for you No me it was in my room Okay here's what I can do man I'll just let you know if I see anything behind you Because I'm, I'm looking behind you I,
1: I just hope it wasn't like a bird <laughs> what, is what is it What is it What are you looking at Baby Nation he's intently staring at something behind me What is
0: it I can't see it I think it was nothing, man Just a trick of the eyes I'm nervous now Ugh. I live in an old hospital building Bleep that It's full of radio geists Alright What were we talking about Lou McNally's back Now she's a good girl She was first introduced in the novel Christy and the worst kid ever What's going on? There's something moving back there Why would you think that? I keep seeing it
1: How? In my camera It's right back here
0: Let I me can't just Let get up anything. and look
1: Let me get up and look I wonder, I'm I just, I'm concerned it's, like, the cat who's stuck in something. What if it's... Okay, go. God, this is how every horror movie starts. You're gonna either... You're about to watch me die.
0: I know! I know! I'm fucking terrified. Oh, God. Okay, he's going back. He's looking at something. He's picked up something where, right where he pointed, where the motion came from. He's holding what looks like a doll. What the hell? What the hell? He's holding two dolls. They're holding hands. What are you doing? There what the fuck is that? He's holding two what is it?
1: There was nothing back there.
0: What do you mean there's nothing back there? Okay, your your video just cut out for a second. Uh, there there was nothing back there. What do you mean there is nothing back there? There's nothing back there. I saw what you brought. You brought a pair of dolls that were holding hands that were that looked like they were naked dolls with vacant expressions and they were These both ones? holding hands. Yeah, those ones. Yes. <laughs> Do you want me to try to take a picture their of it? Their arms are bloodied. Their arms are bloodied? What the you fuck is it? try to take a picture, yeah. I hate it. What the fuck is it? What is it? <laughs> I got it.
1: <laughs> this was a wedding gift from my mom. Technically, I think this one is Jamie and this one is me.
0: And they're, why are their bloodied arms holding each other? That's art. Did your mom make it?
1: I don't think my mom made it, but I think she commissioned it.
0: Oh, well, I hate it. It
1: was actually hanging on the wall right where I was seeing movement.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which is pretty creepy, but... (laughs) Yeah, that's creepy as hell. Now we were really sidetracked. Um, I'll let you know if there's any more movement. Okay. Lou McNally, first featured in the novel, Christy and the worst kid ever, now returned. She's been adopted, and she's terrified. This is the thing. And this is the thing that I think Anne, who in her wisdom... And concern and solicitude for these girls sent the fire starter away in the hopes of staving off the fire that we know is going to end them all. Has, like, sent this weird message where it's like, Lou, who's a bad kid, who's known as the worst kid ever, she's so fucking terrified of getting sent away again right? that she, like, won't do, do anything. She won't take any risks. She's just constantly apologizing.
1: Well, but she, she tries to also be very helpful. She's, she's constantly, like, getting in people, like trying to help everyone she can, but she's always getting in people's way in the process and like tripping over things and spilling things and breaking things. So she's actually like, by, by trying so hard to not be a nuisance, she
0: becomes a nuisance. She becomes a nuisance. Um, but this is also, this is the dark timeline. Yeah. Um, and so this book is a book that is the, the dark mirror version of the novel, uh, Christie and the worst kid ever. Right. Um, and, up is down, left is right the The bad kid is now a good kid, right,
1: but then there are moments in this book where the the bad Lou rears its ugly head again every now and then, yeah, you see these these flashes, these glimpses of bad Lou, yeah, she like pulls pranks on people, they're trying to shoot this like video, and Lou keeps jumping out of like boxes and closets and stuff to to spook people and kind of disrupts the whole process,
0: yeah, it was clear to me says Abby, that Lou could go from worst to best and back again at bewildering speed. Right. Um, I'm not
1: sure any other character that we've encountered so far is capable of switching back and forth between the Dark Universe and the Bright Universe starring Will Smith and Joel Egerton.
0: Right. Um, Except
1: Lou seems to have that
0: ability. She seems to have that ability. I I find it mostly troubling. And I have a... I have an answer for why it may be the case that she has so much ease moving in between worlds. Yeah. Um, well, do you remember what we talked about when we first discussed when in our naivete? My goodness, listening back to those young young voices now was I I couldn't help but laugh at our innocence. But when we first discussed the novel. Uh, The first appearance of Lou in Christy and the Worst Kid Ever. I re-listened to that podcast today. I don't remember it very well. It was so long ago. Like, what were we doing?
1: We were in high school. We just graduated from high school. The Friends series finale was airing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Both had big Jinko jeans. Yep. Major League Two was in theaters.
0: Yep. We were looking forward to uh, Hot Shots Part Deux. (laughs) Same joke, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tanner, I listened back. I listened to that episode. I remember everything we said about Lou, and contained in that episode is the answer to why Lou is able to blip back and forth between the the bright and the dark timeline. Why? I didn't we listen. We spent the first 30 minutes of that episode talking about the Green Lantern. Oh, okay. And the different lantern colors. So... That was kind of. I've got more to say about that actually. I suspected you might, but that was kind of a red herring. Yeah, I think I. I was really I was listening for clues because you know those boys, even though naive, like out of the mouths of babes, right? You know, like they they must have known something. They must have seen something. I thought maybe with their their innocent eyes, unhardened by the vicissitudes of, of. the dark timeline might have seen something that I might have missed in my cynicism. Uh, but no, they spent the first 30 minutes talking about Green Lantern. And by they, I mean you. What if we just had a
1: Green Lantern podcast where we just talked about Green Lantern? That was, that was mentioned.
0: Should we just uh, do that? The, Sounds like
1: that idea is still kicking around. Everyone's There's still some excitement around that, even all this time later. You expressed a great enthusiasm for that possibility. I am now, but it sounded like we were both pretty excited about it back then. or
0: um. At the time, I was searching this recording for clues mm-hmm. um, as to what it is about Lou that allows her to walk between worlds. Something you may have forgotten, Tanner, that we discovered in that episode number sixty-four, I think. Uh-huh. Lou is not Lou. She's not Lou. She's Louie. Did we
1: we came up with a hypothesis that she was Christie's dead dog?
0: No, 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 sir. Nola Thacker and Anne M. Martin spelled out in an absolutely crystal clear way that was obvious to both of us that this was the return of Louis. Somebody who has no trouble walking between worlds. Who... to Louie, the dark timeline and, time line was and a the good bright timeline are one and the same. He was yeah. a good boy, but... You know, a dog. A
1: dog. <laughs> you know, they're only, they can only be so good. They could only be so good.
0: And it explains, Tanner, what we've been talking about throughout this discussion. Why Lou is so terrified of being sent away by Anne. She's so terrified of being sent away again. She's already been sent away twice. Twice. First, Anne's toying with her. Anne was like... Like Anne, a cat with a mouse. Anne had, what, was the, what was the book where Louie went to go live on a farm? That was uh, Chrissy and the Snobs, right? Book something like eight or nine? Yeah, it was real early. So it was early on. Anne was just a young writer at that time. And she, yeah. she, had, she had written a few books and realized that she had a lot of power. Right. You know, nothing bad had happened yet. This is before she, Logan is introduced on the scene, before she made any weird deals. But she was like, right. what if... Uh, what if I have the power to kill? She's like, you know what's really interesting? It's like, I'm creating all these characters. Yeah. I'm creating all this life. And it's like, I wonder what's the opposite of creation? Can I do it? Is it weird? What? Is I don't it... want to do it to any of my beautiful, my beautiful babysitters. Not yet. No. She wasn't at Amelia Freeman level yet. She hadn't worked yeah. up to that. She right. wasn't at Mimi yet. You she know? wasn't
1: just killing indiscriminately. Yeah. <laughs> like, week after week.
0: Week after week. But yeah. she was like, well. I guess I I gotta try it on someone. Creation and destruction. Huh.
1: I guess I'll try that. Oh and man. Then poor Louis. If we but could... then she brought him back as a girl. Yeah, and then she said then him dismissed as dismissed him, dismissed them again. Yep. And now they're back again. And now they're back again. Louis slash Lou slash whatever she goes by in this book. Yeah, she has a new name in this book. What's her full name? No, it's Louisa. They call
0: her by her Louisa. Yeah, they call her Louisa several times in this book. Louisa, now Louie, Lou Louisa, walking, doomed forever to walk between this mortal plane and the other. Still these echoes, but these echoes from her former life.
1: Yeah, she seeks. She seeks to be a good boy. Yeah, she wants to be a good boy. All she wants is approval. That naughtiness
0: comes back a little bit. Yeah, that precociousness. Yeah. Well, I guess we should be grateful to Anne for at least. Kipping her around for one one last dance.
1: I'm glad Anne hasn't decided to destroy me yet. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't know what she's Because I think decided. she's become powerful enough that, that her powers extend beyond the Sitterverse.
0: Anne, Tanner, is not finished with you yet. Well. But I, Tanner, am finished with you. You're finished with
1: me. Okay, that's a real quick record, but I'm fine with that.
0: For the time being. Oh, I see. What I think is that we should take a quick break. Okay. And that you should say goodbye. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil... Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website wetterhelp.com back from the brink betterhelp.com they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement I said well you know we're on the dark web you guys are on the surface web our whole thing is like getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet that's us like that's what we do Share this with a friend, one like, one prayer. I will follow through on the like prayer stuff, too. I will be praying all night. I would use today's sponsor, BetterHelp.com. Of course, I can't. I am evil Tanner. I can only use the deep web. We do have a deep web version of BetterHelp.com. It's called WorseHelp.com. It's not good, but I think BetterHelp.com is great from everything I've heard
0: Um, do you want to talk about Abby's fucking project? Yeah,
1: this um half-baked Black History Month project that she's working on for history class.
0: It's a it's a big part of this book, Baby Nation, and it's difficult to know how to sidle into talking about it because it's like it even Nola Thacker by the end like the most of this book that's not devoted to talking about Lou is right. about Abby trying to do this project for Black History Month. Right. And it, even Nola Thacker at the end is like, in the end, it turned out not to have been the great project I thought it was going to be. But at least I didn't fail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she got a she got a
1: standing ovation.
0: But like, she like that's just kind of a, her force of personality. She like her teacher, Mrs. Bernhardt, is like, "Hey, everybody, uh, it's February Black History Month. Everybody should do a project, like write an essay about like some aspect of Black History Month." And Abby's right. like, "No, man, my project." My project's gonna be a project I'm do t- two, that,
1: two projects. It's
0: a project that's about a project. So I'm gonna yeah. do a project that is about a project about my project. I'm gonna do one
1: project that's already way more ambitious and time consuming than you're asking for. and then I'm gonna do a project about doing that project. Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna do That's turn my piece. In.
0: The piece isn't the piece. The piece is the piece about the piece. Do you yeah. see? Yeah. Mrs. Bernhardt is like, are you sure you don't want to write an essay about Harriet Tubman? (laughs) It's called Gonzo (laughs) History Reports. But she's like, so she fucking like
1: gathers all these kids. I'm gonna do a bunch of peyote, yeah. and then I'm gonna get a bunch of kids in a room, and I'm gonna have them act out the Underground Railroad.
0: yeah. And and I'm just
1: gonna try to capture it all in (laughs) watercolors.
0: Fear and Loathing in Stony Brook by Abby Stevenson. It's fucking crazy.
1: It was, was half baked. She so she she decides to do this thing and then she just goes in like half cocked and she's like she pulls all the kids in. She's like, Okay guys, I need a presentation. Yeah. Let's all put on our thinking caps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like continues to like pull together this committee of like thirteen kids plus Christy every once fucking a week. week. For, like, six weeks.
0: Oh, man. I felt for Christy during this. Abby keeps on being like, Christy's not speaking up enough to help with the project. But Christy's just like, I right. I don't know what the fucking thing is. Like, Abby yeah. just, like, takes a, ca- a video camera. They've got, like, a camcorder. And just, like, sets it running. Yeah. And she's she's like, 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 do shit. Waiting for the magic to happen. Yeah. But then
1: somehow, miraculously, she pulls it off. Because she, she goes to Stony Brook. What's it called? The Stony Brook Society. Historical Society. This historical society, which has all these like ancient artifacts inside of it. It's yeah. like something out of
0: Lovecraft, but. Yeah, or National Treasure.
1: And she becomes inspired to do a 60 minute style piece about this play that a bunch of children are putting on in Stony Brook about the Underground Railroad. It's a play within a play within a play within a play. Yeah. Let's let's parse that. It's it's the play that the kids are putting on the no- in a play about Abby's project in a play that is this book in a play right. that is our podcast
0: right in a play that is our lives in life yeah the, uh, yeah in a play that is life itself
1: this grand cosmic dance yes that we're all dancing yes at the still uh, point of
0: the turning world
1: so she figures out that she's gonna do this this documentary about this play she does both and then at the at the presentation she has a screening where she shows the making of and then the actual play and people s- s- give her a standing ovation at the end
0: yeah and it's just like Nikki pike pretending to be like a plantation owner
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> even she was like the production values were actually pretty bad yeah
0: <laughs> i don't know abby i just don't know i just don't see it yet it's not coalescing for me with abby Yeah,
1: she's. I like, I want to like her so much, and I did like her at the beginning, and I was very excited about her, but she's just like, she's so irritating, and she does like, she makes so many bad calls.
0: But this is my thing. This is my broad point is that I think that the problem is not Abby, it's that she doesn't have someone in the BSC who understands her, someone to bounce off of. Like, Jesse makes more sense in terms of Mallory and vice versa, Claudia makes more sense in terms of Stacey and vice versa. Christy makes more sense in terms of Marianne and vice versa. And I guess in the same way that Christy, Don, Marianne are this triangle, Christy, Abby, Marianne are this triangle, but the relationship between Abby and Christy is a negative one. And I don't think – Abby has no connection to Marianne. No, that's true.
1: Yeah. There's just like – her her whole thing is tension. I think, in fact, the only person I think – well, I don't know. Abby's just like – she's so hard to figure out. I think the only person she has even a close – something approaching a close connection to is – christy because they
0: share their love for
1: sports yeah logan almost. yeah maybe it's a better connection
0: but what's crazy about this book where we're we're seeing abby as not having been accepted as being rejected by the organism that is stony brook this is the last line of the novel tanner in spite of all the pressure I'd put on myself, pressure as intense in some ways as the pressure Lou had put on herself, I'd enjoyed working on the project, and I'd learned all over again that there was something even more important than doing the best project in the history of the world: having friends. Does she mean the children? I I thought who she meant her I I think she meant she means the BSC,
1: but the feeling's not mutual. They don't get her jokes. Yeah. They they find her exhausting. Yeah. Um, did you catch? There's like there's an old thing that Anne and the Ghostwriters used to do a lot that they haven't done in a while, which is like, telegraph what an upcoming BSC book is going to be about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been ages since they've done it, but like the Nicholses in this book. Oh yeah, I got real clear signals. Oh, on I got the real Nicholses clear s-
0: signals from the Nicholses. You want you want to read the passage? is a
1: very special book
0: in our in our near future. I'm not super psyched about it. It sounds troubling.
1: Hello, I said. I'm glad to meet you. Hello, said Mr. Nichols. Joey and Nate, say hello to Abby. Hello, the boy said in unison. Mrs. Nichols murmured something indistinct but friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Go and get some refreshments, Mr. Nichols commanded. The boy started in the direction of the refreshment table. Nate bumped someone's elbow. Be careful, Mr. Nichols barked. Do you want to make someone spill all over the rug? Nate froze. Stacy approached him and said, Hi guys, I'm Stacy. Why don't we get some food and you can meet some of the other kids? The boys looked at their father. He nodded. Behave, <laughs> he ordered.
0: Yeah, that's a thread that was opened. So there, maybe it's this fucking house is cursed, because that was the, the Addison's house. Yeah, the Nichols are moving into the Addison's house. Yeah. Oh, and then
1: there's another family moving in. There's a, there's a vacant house by Abby as well. Oh, really? And that's the great promise at the end of the book. Yeah, it's like one of the very last passages. A moving van drove by. Was it the Nicholses moving in? Or was it some other new family <gasps> in Stony Brook? I waved and the driver honked. Then I dodged around a mailbox and kept running.
0: Do you think we're going to get a new babysitter? Finally? Oh, that could be
1: Abby's new friend.
0: Oh, I hope so.
1: New best friend. Yeah. But yeah, I think we have a. I think we have a very special book in the near future about... The Nicholses being fun dingleberries? Well, specifically, Mister Nichols. But yeah,
0: well, that's troubling.
1: That's not going to be a fun book to read. I'm not looking. But forward it's been to a time. long time since we've had a very special episode.
0: Yeah, we know how to navigate those now. We yeah. basically we hone in on the B plot, right? We hone in on the B plot, like Chris completely. To, Chris is throwing a carnival somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the book is called like Marianne and the Cancer Diagnosis. Yeah. And our whole episode is just like, oh, man, that carnival that Christy threw while Mary Ann was at the hospital <laughs> was a real what a, riot.
1: What a good fun. Yeah. G- GCBSF this week. Yeah. This week's book, uh, Mary Ann and the Abusive Father, good, clean babysitting <laughs> fun.
0: Yeah, so we, could, we, can, uh, we can cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, speaking of troubled children, Tanner, <laughs> I'm <laughs> slightly worried about
1: Vanessa Pike. What is Vanessa getting up to this week? Vanessa Pike, Baby Nation, is the Pike girl who is the writer and poet. Yeah. Who rhymes everything.
0: Yeah. But that's the thing. So Vanessa Pike, I think first... Really came into her own as a character in the novel Boy Crazy Stacy, where she's rhyming. She's like, I'm a poet and I don't know it. And then Stacy is like, oh, Mallory's sister Vanessa is, uh, like, studying, wants to be a poet. And so she's going through this phase where she always rhymes everything. This is now, Tanner, book 116. (laughs) and Um, vanessa pike is still like spitting
1: sick beats every time she can't not every time vanessa opens her mouth she does a
0: rhyme she that's that's for like in babysitter's club time that's like five or six years
1: it's so clear that these Ghostwriters are just bored yeah like they just want like to do something interesting so they invented this whole character who just speaks in rhyme it's like a challenge for them yeah (laughs) they're like i'm gonna put vanessa in this one do some rhyming yeah
0: but it makes me wonder. for Hunter. Her.
1: I'm going to put Hunter Bruno in this one and do like a clogged up nose voice.
0: But that's exactly right. Hunter Bruno is the example. And it's like, it's this is like, even if you're on Anne's side and you understand why she trapped these girls in amber and forced them to live over the same year over and over again, it was to protect them. It was to protect them from experience. It was pr- to protect them from the tribulations that this world might have in store for them. The fire that is coming. Right. Even if you feel that way, it's like think about the like unexpected victims, the collateral damage of this. Like Hunter Bruno like permanently has a cold. And Vanessa uh, Pike yeah. is just like she's like, oh, I can't fucking stop rhyming. I don't know what it is with this timing.
1: It's yeah. just like it must be maddening.
0: It's maddening. It's like that girl who had hiccups forever and then she ended up murdering someone. Vanessa's definitely gonna murder someone. Yeah. I am terribly worried about Vanessa.
1: Um Are there any other kids in this in this universe who have like an affliction that they're all just gonna
0: have they're gonna have for like the rest of their lives? I mean Radowski. Yeah, that's kind of a cheat though. I mean Sean Addison's never gonna get better, right? He just moved out of Stonybrook. He's still gonna fucking he's still the fire starter.
1: Oh yeah, and Anne actually kinda taunts us with um what's her face? The Danielle at in the happy reading section too.
0: Oh yeah, she taunts she was us. Like,
1: I I introduced this character who had cancer, childhood cancer. Uh, Remember how much fun you had with that one, boys? Well, I brought her back briefly, and maybe I'll bring her back again.
0: Good luck, boys. Good luck, boys. Good luck with that. You should have been reading the mysteries because Mara, Kyle, and Brenda are going to be back from Stacy and the Mystery (laughs) of the Mall.
1: Jackie. Yes, Tanny. uh, My boy. Mm -hmm. I had a question for you. Okay, hit me. What is it? What? Um, just fucking say see. it. See, I'm just, I'm thinking. What's the best way to ask this? Did you this week have a bird <gasps> <gasps> the week?
0: Just realized my child is hopefully asleep. And whatever it is that's in the background of your room is hopefully asleep as well. Did you hear that? No, what? There's something moving in this room. I was definitely deliberately looking just now at the place where you see motion, and I didn't see anything.
1: Right when we were finishing Burn of the Week, I heard something behind me. Yeah. Like a a shuffling sound. A shuffling? It may have have been the dog. Might be the dog huffing around somewhere. Well,
0: that's fucking terrifying. Is Jamie My wife isn't
1: here. I'm here alone, no.
0: How long are you going to be alone? I don't know. Jesus, man.
1: She was she was she was at a test market. She's at a test market tonight.
0: Okay, for what?
1: Uh something Jim's working on. I don't know. No. Okay, fun. My friend Jim.
0: Um our friend Jim. Did I have a burn of the week, Tanner? Yes, I did. But I wanna say this to you. There is only it was the best one you've ever had. There is only one good burn in this book. And it is okay. a, a great, great, great burn. Okay. And are you so sure you want me to say it rather than yeah, you?
1: You go ahead. God, I hope we have two burns. If you couldn't, if you couldn't find the actual one good burn in this book, I did find it, and I have it. Yeah, you're gonna have such egg on your face. No,
0: this there's no question in my mind. This is. Wh- I think I have the good burn. I think I have the one burn. There's one burn, and I have it. Okay. And Nola Thacker has it, and she knew it, and she was like, she wrote it down, like she was sitting there, like, ah, fuck, I need to get a burn before I can move on. And then it came to her, and she was like, "Right, this burn is so good that I'm not even going to put in any backups in the entire book. Okay, let's hear it. Sean burst out. You hate me, don't you? Don't you? What? You heard me. Sean shot back. His face was very red, and his lower lip was poking out. He was trying to appear tough, but he still seemed very young. Carefully putting the knife down. Jesus, without context, this is pretty intense. <laughs> Carefully putting the knife down, Mary Ann said, Sean, I don't hate you. Whatever gave you that idea?
1: Baby Nation, Marianne was preparing to stab Sean. Yeah,
0: yeah. It it, it makes sense in the context of the book, but she was like, you know what? It's time. Anne's going to get rid of this boy one way or the other. Right. Corey said, if anybody hates you, Sean, it's your own fault. You're so mean to people. Who asked, asked you? you? Cat, cat litter, litter lips. lips? Yep. Shut <laughs> what is Not
1: it? only I had the I had the exact same burn, but I also highlighted the exact same passage yeah. that you just read.
0: <laughs> it's perfect. Well, but think about it. Think about it as what he's saying. Like he, there's only there is only one way to get cat litter lips. Nope, two ways. Okay. I can think of one way. Okay. Eating cat litter.
1: Eating cat you're eating a cat litter. You're, Number two, kissing you- cat litter. <laughs> Did you consider that?
0: No, I didn't.
1: You might just be kissing it.
0: But I was imagining that they, they're eating cat litter, but they're doing it in this like gummy way where they're really wrapping their lips around it. <laughs> it's like an ice cream cone. Yeah. Oh,
1: Cat litter lips. Cat litter lips. Because her lips smell like. No, because they're It's gum. a very specific insult. They're covered yeah. in cat litter. Your, your lips yeah. look as though they are and smell as though they are covered in cat litter. Mm hmm. And, by extension, cat poop.
0: Not necessarily.
1: Potentially. Potentially. Likely.
0: I would say cat poop lips, though, if that was what I was trying to say. Cat poop lips. Cat poop and pee. I think the thing is that they're going into the litter box and they're just (laughs) yumming (laughs) down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, it certainly shuts her up. Great burn. Only good burn.
1: One true burn in this book, and that's it, Baby Nation. Jack was right. It was also my burn the 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 dollies make a reappearance in this book the
0: dollies are back and by dollies we mean the teachers who are called dolly 1 and dolly 2
1: and that, so the reason they're called that is because they both look like dolly pardon they're not related right. but they both have bubbly personalities big bosoms mm-hmm. blonde hair like squeaky voices yeah so the kids of stony brook call them dolly 1 and dolly 2 and mrs Bernhardt, dolly 1 is Abby's history teacher right. for whom she's doing this Black History Project. Yeah. Let me read you this passage, and you just tell me what jumps out at you. Okay. I've been thinking about Black History Month education, I said. What I'd like to do is help some of the neighborhood kids do a project for the big presentation at Stony Brook Community Center. I'm not sure I understand, said Mrs. Bernhardt. I'll help organize the project, and I'll document how different kids work together. You know, it'll it'll be a project within a project. Holding up one scarlet-nailed hand, Mrs. Bernhardt said, I get your drift, but I'm not sure you realize how much work you're proposing to take on. I don't want a shoddy presentation. It won't be, I said, stung. I mean, I wasn't Mrs. B's best student, but I wasn't a slacker either. It'll be the best project the class has ever seen. She tapped one red nail against her lipsticked lips. Hmm. All right, but if
0: you turn in a bad project, it will be your grade, Abby.
1: Did anything jump
0: out there? I think it's interesting and troubling that we have a character in this novel who is called, depending on your perspective, Dolly or Mrs. B. Or Bernhard. Or Bernhard. And the second thing, tell me if this is right, but I wasn't really paying attention, but it kind of sounded like you said she had purple nails (laughs) and then she Um, had red
1: nails. She had scarlet nails. And then red nails, Scarlet. and then lipstick lips. Yeah, Abby just had like this weird fascination and focus on her fingernails and her lips, hmm. just like this vivid detail. Yeah, it really jumped off the page at me.
0: Red is rage. Red is rage. Orange is a- avarice. Is yeah, uh, yep, avarice. Yellow is come back to yellow. G- green is will. Uh. Blue is strength? Nope. G-Biv. That's it. That's all I know. Indigo is some other weird shit. Violet is... is oh, Violet is love. Yeah, Violet is love. Pretty good, right? I've learned a lot since the last time we talked about Lou McNally. Yellow is the Sinestro
1: core. They yeah. are fear. Yeah. Blue is hope. I just... What? I just want you to validate. Me. And violet is, uh, or indigo is compassion.
0: I just don't feel like because I listened back to the last podcast where we talked to the in the bright timeline when you and I were both in the bright timeline when we talked about it's Lou McNally sweet, last, Jackson. and you uh, gave me a lot of shit for not knowing the the fucking lanterns. And then this week I knew, you still don't them know them, pretty Great. good. And and I so get nothing. From I'm you.
1: I'm free to continue to give you shit congratulations jack you still don't know the fucking lanterns and what their colors are and what their ties to the emotional spectrum are
0: great well there's don't forget that there's the black lantern and the white lantern and they've got a thing as well that's different. death and life yes
1: oh it's so frustrating do you want to talk about the f-sharp bell lanterns i
0: don't well it feels like we're pretty close to wrapping up and i realized i didn't mention this at the top of the hour tanner um but uh jenkins and cyril and i have taken a vote and elected you king of the hour oh okay so what does that entail well you read the book
1: yeah so you're gonna
0: they elect sean addison king of the hour in this book in an attempt to try to get him out of his grumpy mood so
1: that means that you are you three are my vassals
0: and I am free to command you
1: in any way I see fit.
0: I'm just looking at the text here. It means that it means that you get to be king for an hour. And so we're kind of at the end of that now. Right.
1: But I still have a little bit of time, right? You
0: can do... So here's what it says in the text. You can do... This is what Jesse says. You can do anything he wants to, within reason. We're his loyal and obedient subjects. Subjects, right. Yeah. So
1: here's what I want to happen. Okay. Is Jenkins near you?
0: Yeah, Jenkins is right here. He's sleeping. When you pick him,
1: him up... He's asleep. When you pick him up, Okay. When you to go to Cyril's crib, okay, when you to throw Jenkins in, I'll pick Jenkins up. No, I want you to do exactly what I just said. wait, wait And I'm I just want gonna... them to I want them to fight. Okay, can I If if Jenkins tries to jump out of the crib, yeah, you prevent it. You push him back in.
0: Okay, can I can I may I present just a brief uh, a, a minute to to try to talk you off this ledge and into something more fun like oh Mm,
1: i think watching a baby in a cat fight would be pretty fun actually i'm not (laughs) sure i'm going to be very easily swayed on this
0: here's the thing so we recorded through cyril's bedtime yeah and what that meant was that my wife sarah whom you know yeah had to do cyril's bedtime mostly by herself yeah i think i don't know because i haven't asked her right I think she's going to be pretty upset if I throw Jenkins in the crib. No,
1: I bet. I bet. But you know what? You three are the ones who decided that I was for <laughs> the hour, so.
0: It seems like... Also, Jenkins is asleep. He's Jack, asleep my hands right are tied behind. on this. All
1: right, I'm going to pick him up. My hands are really tied him. I'm on I'm this. I'm going to get him. All right. And then throw him in the crib. Okay, he's picking Jenkins up. Jenkins is on his little windowsill bed. He's picking him up, and he is bringing him back to the computer no this isn't this isn't this isn't what i asked for i've got jenkins yeah that's not what i requested i said throw him in the crib with the boy and make them fight
0: well guess what your hour is up no (laughs) i
1: feel like i really got shortchanged on that one
0: i really should have mentioned it up top and i'm sorry i meant to i put it in my notes to mention it up top
1: all right jackie i'm gonna go um i'll
0: catch you around town Okay, well, do you want to do do you want to do the outro or do you want I think together? it's fine. I was thinking maybe we could we could put this thing to bed. Good. No, I When I say I was thinking, it's my I've very considered way of I considered your opinion. I And I'm uninterested. I demand. Tanner. Yeah. Thank you for bearing with me this thank week. Thank you for bearing with me, Jack, this week. Baby Nation, thank you for bearing with us this thank week. Thank you for bearing with us this week, Baby Nation. Please take a minute to review our podcast on itunes and or give it a nice rating it makes a big difference to us and it helps us to shoot through the rankings and baby nation please buy our sweet ass merch
1: yep we have t-shirts and pins. ly slash merch
0: yes t-shirts or, and pins yeah go go get them buy them for a loved one Uh, buy Buy them them for for your dad for father's day is that still coming up yeah it's coming up for us it will be uh, about three or four weeks in the past okay um and also um never too soon to start shopping for christmas like i like the demographic targeting that you're doing here tanner it's it's specifically people who listen to this podcast whose dads are fans of the show (laughs) not
1: necessarily whose dads just want a handsome shirt designed by (laughs) baby b john at Fox the Devil on Twitter. Thank you very much, DFTBA, yeah. Yep, um,
0: for hosting our merch. Share this podcast with a friend. If you're so inclined. This week, we read a book that was called Abby and the Best Kid Ever. Next week, we're going to be reading a little book called Claudia and the Terrible Truth. Oh, I hope that's not the is. Baby Nation, the terrible truth, the real terrible truth, is that I am and always have been Jack Alexander Shepard, and I'm Tanner Greenring, and always have been, and this week for me as well. Baby Nation, round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember Ben Hubbard. And take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks... You would think that boys had just been invented.
1: Bring some good energy. I am recording. Some positive energy. It is positive. Some holy energy. Holy. Let the spirit move you, Jack. I'm moved. No, you're
0: being glum. I'm not being glum. You're being a glum plum. <laughs> it's a very dadly pun. Um, let's start counting.
1: That was a hit gum podcast.